This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Sounds like Jawan Johnson this year, by the way, Dan. Say that again. So Parham's like Jawan Johnson this year, by the way. He's like all he does is touch touchdowns. Yeah, one hundred percent. But I will say this: last week he did start to split the snaps with Joe Everett a little bit more. So we have to see if that thing kind of develops a little bit as it moves forward too. Uh, so our next matchup here is New England Patriots heading down to Dallas, the team that was upset, the team that was favored by twelve points and got beat by the Arizona freaking Cardinals. And yet the Cowboys are favored by a touchdown here in this game by seven points and the over under a whopping forty three and a half. Yes, that's sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody can bet on Dallas covering anything after we just saw the Arizona Cardinals did. So you know what, New England, I'm going to take you plus the seven points because that's been a competent team in their own right. I don't think they win this game, but I think they do keep it close. Uh, Dak Prescott, my QB 21. And I'm here to say, Dak Prescott, your fantasy days are done. You've been the QB 25 so far this year. He's only getting 6.2 yards per pass attempt. I rat I rat on Desmond Ritter all the time for putting up a similar stat line. He's not taking shots downfield. He does not look good. It doesn't look like he's seeing the whole field. I'm not impressed with the play calling. And it all kind of came to fruition in that Arizona game. I'll say... Look, maybe some of the air got let out of the balloon with the Trayvon Diggs happening later that week, but it was the Arizona Cardinals. Your defense should not be that bad because Trayvon Diggs missed. Let's get real here. So Dallas is going to Dallas. <laughs> Does anybody think Dak Prescott is still a fantasy asset? I, no, I will say I wanna, okay, Adam, then Chris. I want to add one caveat here. Dak hasn't looked great. I think a little bit harsh. And my one thing is, I don't know if McCarthy has updated this playbook since the first half <laughs> of the era. Thank you. I've been saying it all year. Thank you. <laughs> What did I tell so, you? I said it Sunday night too. Look, <laughs> you did. There, there are definitely some holes in Dak's game. I don't think he looked egregious outside of the interception. Um, that was bad. But otherwise, I thought he looked fine. And I think this play calling is outright atrocious. And getting rid of Kellen Moore was perhaps the worst thing they could have possibly done. Dan Quinn um, will be the head coach next year. I'm already going to put that out there. Yeah, it won't be McCarthy. I can tell you that <laughs> whether they go completely outside or it, it's Quinn, different conversation. They but, don't. Yeah. They yeah. don't typically do the outside. So yeah. Chris, Chris got to do them. something about this offense, but yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm not going to argue strongly about the Dak Prescott being days over, but I will say that he didn't have Zach Martin. And we know this Dallas offense goes as kind of Zach Martin goes um, without him. This offensive line is completely different. Dak Prescott doesn't play confident. Like you talk, talked about, not able to run the ball nearly effectively. So I will give them that defense that they didn't have that necessarily the best quarterback. And I'll also, also eat crow a little bit where Dan and I had a discussion off air about McCarthy. And I was kind of pleased with how he was being, you know, using not necessarily the play calling. So I'm not going to argue with Adam. The plays are still, you know, stuck from 20, 20 years ago. Um, but I thought he had a decent rhythm of what he, how he was calling the plays. I thought he put him in a position to succeed. I didn't see any of that last week. And it kind of does remind you of the McCarthy. If I'm not more talented than you, I'm definitely not going to outcoach you. Nope. 
And that's what ultimately is going to make Dallas fall short. Uh, Tony Pollard's been a bell cow in every sense of the word. I don't know if he can hold up with this kind of load that he's been getting, but for now it makes him uh, easily a top five running back. Uh, let's talk a little Ramondre Stevenson here, Chase. Uh, I, I am right in line with the ECR. I have him at 18. ECR has him at 18. Uh, I do think better days are ahead for Ramondre Stevenson. He still has a stranglehold on the passing attack, but I just I don't like when I see yep. games Ezekiel Elliott getting double digit carries. It's, ugh, it just makes me feel gross. I know it was game scripts because they had that game well in hand. He got a lot of his in the second half, but just taking away my opportunities for Ramondre Stevenson to score. I don't know. What, yeah. what do you think? Ramondre Stevenson, somebody you drafted as a, t- as a top twelve running back. Does he is he going to get to that point this year or no? Uh, I think he probably gets back or at least close to that. I'm not I'm not going to. I don't think that we lose out on him necessarily. Like you said, last week's game script dictated, I think, a little bit more of the Ezekiel Elliott action. They may, I don't know. Here's the thing. We talked, I've talked about it before. Damian Harris was there last year and took stuff and took some scores away and took some work away from Randy Stevenson. And he still was Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, I'm not necessarily worried about an aging Ezekiel Elliott. If he was all that, I, I don't think that Jerry Jones would have let him go because Jerry Jones loves him some Zeke Elliott. Um, I, I think that better days are ahead for Ramondre Stevenson. I don't just think that Sunday is going to be one of those days because it's a pretty good defense that he's going up against this week. But yeah, I mean, he's still startable. I've got him. I'm, I'm dead ass in line with you. 18 and 18, 18. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James Conner did manage to have a decent game, but I feel like they're gonna go out of their way to get Ezekiel Elliott a touchdown in this game, which will kind of stink for Stevenson a little you, you, bit. You think that? You think that's a something? <laughs> Bill, uh, Bill Belichick's gonna like? Does if they do that? If they go out of their way to try to get El- Ezekiel Elliott a touchdown, is that Bill Belichick or is that Bill O'Brien that made that call? Both. It's O'Brien. You think so? You think yeah. Belichick? You think? I think, you think that's I a think- Belichick thing to do. Elliot loves, but when Belichick loves his guys, he he will go out of his way to get them featured a little bit. I think I think he loves Ezekiel Elliott. What he's all Belichick's about. the one holding play Zeke last week, just so you yeah. guys. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he wanted to see more involved. Yep. Uh, CD Lamb, obviously a top 10 receiver still. He still gets featured like crazy. I am much higher on the ECR with Brandon Cooks, although I still don't have him cracking your top leader of the lineup by any means. I have him at wide receiver 49, wide receiver 60 for the ECR. He'll get more involved. It'll usually be him, not Gallup, I think, most days moving forward. He's alive, by the way, at least. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it isn't pretty brutal. Uh, Hunter Henry is still a top 12 tight end in my book, even though this is a top uh, tough matchup. But uh, Ferguson here, uh, I'm not, look, I'm not buying in the ECR. They got him a, a 12, tight end 12. I got him a tight end 17. I, I know the volume has been there. Technically, he's top 10 in targets. Technically, he's seventh in, in targets per route run. But he's still not running that many routes to begin with. He's still only playing. You know, he still only has a 55.6% catch rate. He's 31st amongst tight ends when it comes to actual routes run. And it's wildly inefficient. Jake Ferguson's not good. So don't get sideswiped by all these metrics that they're going to show you. I don't think this is ever going to be a thing. Does anybody disagree with that? He's a tight end. <laughs> I mean, he's that's a living, like. breathing tight end. Like I listen to we every week we talk about David Njoku, and like every week David Njoku gets you one point or not, or gets you like thirty. You have no clue at all. And every week we consider David Njoku's guy on your on your list. So to me, it's that's it's another David Njoku. <laughs> Although, for, but unlike David Njoku, Ferguson has not proven once that he can give you that kind of productivity, even with the volume that he's been receiving. I guess that's my problem with him ultimately. Uh, let's go to our next 